You're listening to the Product Podcast from Product School, featuring the best product leaders from Silicon Valley and beyond. If you're an aspiring product manager looking for your first PM role, or an experienced PM looking to level up your skills and advance your career, visit productschool.com to learn about our certifications and how we'll get you there. This episode is brought to you by Amplitude, the pioneer in digital optimization software that helps product leaders answer the question, how do our digital products drive our business? 1,400 plus customers, including Atlassian, Instacart, and Under Armour, rely on Amplitude's product analytics. Get started at Amplitude.com. In today's episode, we have the privilege of learning about the future of product management with our very own CEO and founder, Carlos Gonzalez de Villambrosia. He will dive into the rise of the product leader and the secrets for staying relevant and driving growth in the exciting world of product management. This is the age of the product leader. So if you work in product in 2022, this is the right time and the right place. And I'm not just talking about this very own place where there are around 2,000 product leaders in the room taking over the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco and many more joining us online today. I'm talking more in general terms about what's really happening in product today. 33% of the top Fortune, uh, 33% of the Fortune 100 companies have a chief product officer. Just think about it. Not so long ago, the highest ranked product person in the organization would report to maybe a chief marketing officer or a chief technology officer. We didn't have that seat at the table. Now it's happening. And what's even better is that this is growing year over year. This title of the chief product officer has grown by 41% over the last three years, and it's only getting better. I remember when I started the company eight years ago, a lot of people would ask me, is this a project school? What's going on? Like, why do I need to be in product? Is this for high-tech companies? Is this just for Silicon Valley? And I'm so excited to see that we are demystifying a lot of those things and really democratizing this role to many, many poor people in so many different industries. So. How did we get here? What's really happening? Well, if you use the word product before the year 2000, we'll probably think about something physical, just physical. And it's only at the very beginning of the 2000, 2001 actually, when the launch of the Agile Manifesto happened, when that was like a huge shift in how companies went about building software. They really understood that it was more about taking customer feedback than creating long plans. It was more about iterating faster than just waiting for something to ship and then see what happens. And that started making us realize that product could be something digital as well. 2001, 2002, Google launched their first associate product management program, an internal product school to train some of their software engineers into product management. They started to realize that there was a need for product management and that that training wasn't really happening out there in the market. More good things kept happening. In 2009, a VC firm called Andreessen Horowitz was created. They published an article titled, Software is Eating the World. That article is incredible because it really created more awareness around some of the macro trends with internet becoming mainstream, social media becoming mainstream, smartphones, and how all of that was creating more adoption for consumers to use the internet 
to purchase stuff, to use it. So software is not just for software companies. Every company is a software company. We kept moving and realizing that now product teams, product people also need technology in order to build stuff. And some of the technology available out there in the 2010s was mostly created for other types of personas. It's a lot of like tools for presentations, for numbers, for words, but there wasn't really a tech stack for product managers. And if you look around today in this venue, all of our partners, they are creating technology for product managers. Some of them are actual unicorns or public companies today. And it only happened in the last 10 years. It's absolutely insane. Uh, the term product-led growth that we are all familiar with was only coined in 2016 by a partner at another VC firm called OpenView. And that was really cool because it unified a lot of the concepts and tactics that some of us were using. This really created that motion around product doesn't only come in at the end when a team sells something and then product has to go and deliver. Product is elevated to the center of the organization and it's touching every single point across the user journey. Users are using the product even before they become customers. And now that's something that is more mainstream than ever. The rise of the no-code and low-code tools also helped many more creators and product people ship stuff and be more self-sufficient. Long gone are those days where we really need to rely on someone else to give us a data analysis or a user research or code something. Now product people can really go out there and, and, and get to the customer faster and directly. And ultimately, all of these trends were amplified and accelerated during the pandemic because online as a channel is not optional anymore. And that was the only way for a lot of businesses to actually survive and thrive. So that's ultimately what's been pushing the adoption of the chief product officer and the growth of the product teams. But let's take a look at the faces of product leadership today because that has also changed a lot. And by the way, when I say product leader, I mean it in the most inclusive possible way. I'm talking about not just chief executive officers, chief product officers, executive vice presidents of product or other fancy titles. I really talk about anyone who is in the product organization who's building connections with other people, both inside the product team, outside the product team, to make things happen. Leaders lead regardless of their title. In fact, most of the people who end up in a product leadership title or promotion, they've been leading before they actually got that market validation and that official promotion. So Mamuna is actually a VP of product at Shopify and very active contributor to the product school community as an instructor. Mariano is the CEO of Mural, which is the tool that we are using for the presentation today. Alex is a principal product manager at Slack and Stephanie is the head of product at Twitch. One of the things that these amazing product leaders have in common is that none of them started computer science and they still lead incredible product design and engineering teams. In fact, 73% of the product managers today globally do not have a computer science degree. And there is nothing wrong with that. I studied computer science. It just comes to demonstrate that there are so many paths into product and not just to break into the role, but to actually grow as a leader there. So let's actually bring us down to what happens 
when I actually invest in product-led growth? What happens when I put the right product leader in play? And what's the impact that this is going to make in my organization? Like if I hire a product leader, how is this going to change my day-to-day? Well, first and foremost, product is now owning a big part of revenue. Product, in many cases, owns a quota. I'm talking about the self-serve channel that now many companies offer for consumers to go directly and purchase something without interacting with other people. But not just that. We've also seen that that channel is helping the sales organizations to better qualify the, the people they should interact with so they can customize bigger packages for them. So ultimately, if you take SaaS, software as a service, as an example, we are seeing that companies that apply product-led growth in SaaS are seeing higher revenue overall than the SaaS companies that are not applying PLG yet. This episode is brought to you by Amplitude, the pioneer in digital optimization software that helps product leaders innovate faster and smarter by answering the strategic question, how do our digital products drive our business? 1,400 plus customers like Atlassian, Instacart, and Under Armour rely on Amplitude's best-in-class product analytics solution to unlock insights, build winning products faster, and turn products into revenue. Get started at Amplitude.com. Another important dimension of how having the right product leader can impact your organization is the amount and the depth of the relationships that the product team is going to have with so many other functions in the organization. I'm sure you're familiar with the or Ben chart, Ben, ben diagram here that says that product is at the intersection of engineering, design, and marketing. That's not new. We, I grew up believing that, but then I realized that this goes much bigger than that. Product is at the core of the entire company. There are strong relationships being built, not only with those three functions, but also with customer success, user research, data analytics, just to name a few. And of course, sales. So this is the next generation of product organizations. And if you dig, and if you zoom in into the actual product org chart, the people who are in the product team, you realize that these teams are not just made up of product managers, designers, engineers, maybe business analysts, and a few other roles. They, if we are saying that product is now at the core of the organization, if we are saying that product is now building stronger relationships with many more teams than ever, we also need to invest in those product teams to be able to, pro- to, to properly create those connections. And what I mean by that is that the actual org chart of a product team is looking more like a T-shape, which means is that in addition to having some of the generalist roles that I just described, we're also seeing specialist roles that are being part of the product team. And I'm talking about product analytics, for example, product operations, or product growth. These are the specialists that are going to help product be more self-sufficient, run experiments faster, get insights faster, and ultimately orchestrate the actual delivery faster. So this looks amazing. Like After looking at this, who wouldn't want to be in a product-led organization with amazing product leaders? That's an easy sell at this point. The problem is that it requires a village. Houston, we have a problem here because you're probably imagining that, okay, we need to hire a lot. But that doesn't need to be all at once, but we still need to hire if we really want to do this the right way. The additional problem is that 
we not only have to hire maybe specific people that we don't have in-house yet, we also need to take care of our people. Given the current situation, where and the last report that we run on the future of product management, we identified that around 26% of product people today will leave their current company within the next 12 months. Maybe you're thinking, well, that's not me. Well, what if it's you too? What if you lose 25%, 26% of your current product team on top of having to hire additional product people just to really build this high-growth product team? Well, don't get too scared because there's ways to go about it. And the most obvious one is probably throw money at the problem. Let's go out there to market and start hiring people. And there's nothing wrong with hiring people. It's absolutely necessary to hire talent. But that cannot be the only strategy. In fact, it's just not sustainable because it's always going to be, get more expensive, more competitive. And still, if we don't really improve retention, even if you go out there and hire the best people, what if they also leave? So what best companies or best product-led companies are doing in this case is to complement that approach with improving and investing in retention of their product team. Now, retention, what is retention? When applied to a team, well, specifically, the biggest lever for retention is training. It's really investing in the people that are building stuff. And there are so many flavors to it. We'll get into that in a second. But before that, I also want to demystify something around training. Sometimes in product, we tend to believe that only the the, the new or the aspiring PMs are the ones that require training. And once you're in the game, you kind of learned on the go. And of course, there's a lot of things that you learn on the go, but we are seeing that actually the fastest growing companies, the product-led organizations, they are investing in their existing product teams so they can be upskilled and they can become leaders faster. So if you look at this in two dimensions, on the one hand, we're seeing product managers being upskilled LinkedIn published a report two months ago saying that today product management is the, is the job that will get you a promotion the fastest. That validates that there are a lot of companies already training PMs to grow them as fast as possible just because it's more efficient than just hiring from, from the outside. But there's another huge opportunity, maybe at the entry level of the pyramid, which is what about all of these hungry people who are there? who are business analysts, who are project managers, who are UX designers, who want a chance at becoming a product person. Investing in those people and giving that opportunity can be probably the best opportunity to build your own pipeline and not just rely on the market. Because let's face it, every single time we want to go out there and hire APM, on average, especially in the Bay Area, there is a cost of $240,000. Let me say it again. $240,000 for every time a product manager leaves your organization or you need to go out there and acquire. So how are these large organizations going about this? Well, companies like Google, I mentioned before, but others, Facebook, Amazon, Intuit, others, they build their own associate PM programs or product schools, basically. That requires a lot of investment. It makes sense probably at a certain scale. There are other organizations that are offering stipends to their employees so they can go out there and, and pick the right solutions for them. There are other companies that would set up mentorship programs. 
the point is all of these companies are investing in the retention because they know that's the only way they can grow their product teams in a healthy way. So before I say bye, I want to close this with a final thought. I want to appeal to the morality of the product leader. Yeah, the morality of the product leader. And I see some of you are smiling. Because some of you might be thinking, well, I'm good. Like, there are recruiters pinging me all the time. My company just gave me a raise or maybe a title promotion. I don't need any of this. And you might be right for a short period of time. Because right now, it's not a secret that product is hot. And if you are in product today, you are going to have different options. But that is just not sustainable. Things change all the time. So what best product leaders, what best product that organizations are doing is to be proactive about it. It's capitalizing on this opportunity to grow even faster than just the trends. Because if you think about it in Star Wars theme, and I brought my lightsaber here. <laughs> we are facing now a situation. We have the dark side of the force that is saying, do nothing. Just cruise and you'll be good. But we also have the light side of the force that is telling us, get a little uncomfortable. Take care of yourself. Invest in yourself. If you are in a leadership position today, invest in your team. Because ultimately, the teams that do that are going to better take care of the customers. And that's the ultimate win. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Product Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Taking the time to write just a few sentences about what you love most about the show will help us improve it and reach even more product people around the world. And when you're done, why not reward yourself with some free product management content and resources over at productschool.com? Until next time, stay product-led.